0: From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Well, the weeks roll around pretty quickly. Here we are already, October
1: 24. This is the Wireless Institute of Australia News for week commencing, October 24, and I'm Graham VK4, BB. In the news, WIA Centenary Award Update, Amateur Radio Special Event, BV100, War of the Worlds, Amateur Radio Bands to be Used for London 2012 Games, Drop Shorts, Amateur Radio Band Intruder, Uganda on 7195. All these stories up and coming in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia for a week commencing October 24.
2: This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au.
1: WIA Centenary Award Update and so far 269 claims for this limited time operating award have been received and verified with certificates now issued. The 200th award went to Monica Crockett, VK3FMON of Axdale. It's good to see the enthusiasm of foundation licensees with some 30 already having qualified for and claimed the award. The VK2 AWA contest group is the very latest radio club on the award list. Some 15 DX stations from Finland, India, Hawaii, Japan, New Zealand, Russia and the USA are also recipients of the award. For details about the WIA Centenary Award and you haven't got long to go, visit the WIA website wia.org.au. In ACMA news, reappointed as the chair of the ACMA, is Chris Chapman and a new deputy chair has been re- appointed Mr Richard Bean Mapping up Sydney-based developers of Google Maps have been recognized for their contribution to the industry Lars and Jan Rasmussen who are brothers were named New South Wales Entrepreneurs of the Year in the information and communications technology field the annual Piercy Foundation Award was announced at New South Wales Parliament on Tuesday last, with their achievement being hailed as a coup for Australia, positioning it as a global leader in online services. Google Maps is now used by about one-third of all Google visitors. And the Piercy Foundation? Well, that was established in 1998 to raise the profile of the Australian ICT industry and profession. In VK4 News, TARC WIA exams information, exam sessions in the north of Queensland are held on demand with WIA assessors and assessment packs available for all three levels of licensing. Contact the TARC Incorporated WIA exams regional coordinator, Roger VK4CD in Townsville. Now his mobile number is 0417 638 366 and you can have a mutually suitable date and WIA assessors assigned to your assessment. Adrian Snell, VK5ZSN from AREG, told us through the week that Saturday the 23rd yesterday, they had another high-altitude balloon-borne repeater project on their launch pad to coincide with the WIA National Field Day. This time the payload comprised a cross-band talk-through repeater and an APRS beacon. At Apogee, the radio horizon was hoped to be in the order of a radius of 800 kilometres from the balloon position. Now, if you're listening to this just before the Sunday, have a listen out on 146.450, 146.450, and hopefully Adrian will be along next week to give us details on how this high-altitude balloon-borne repeater project went. I mentioned the VK4 licence examinations, well down the bottom of Australia, VK7, a class for aspiring standard licence candidates has been scheduled to start in VK7 Friday evening next, that's the 29th of October. It'll run for just four weeks, cost around $50. Now if you're interested, write down this telephone number, it's the phone number of Reg Emmett, VK7 Kilo Kilo, 0417
0: Across
3: Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Adelaide, it can be heard on VK5RAD 147FM at 9am local every Sunday morning. I'm Bob, VK5NZ.
2: I'm Jason, VK2LAW, and it is with great sadness that we advise the passing of George Thomas Bruce, VK2GT. Details are in our text edition, best read at wia.org.au. Two major natural catastrophes, floods in Pakistan and an earthquake in New Zealand again displayed the extraordinary capability of radio amateurs to provide communications where everything else fails, or as an efficient backup to existing services. In the latest IARU Region 3 newsletter, details on these two activities are highlighted. Also from the IARU, the assistance of radio amateurs in assisting with the spectacular rescue of miners in Chile is yet another demonstration of the efficiency of amateur radio in exceptional circumstances. IARU Region 3 Chairman Michael Owen, VK3KI, and Secretary Jay Olka, JA1TRC, attended the Administrative Council meeting of IARU in El Salvador and also the Region 2 conference held at the same location. The Administrative Council is where representatives of all three regions of IARU meet and decisions taken to effectively coordinate activities which will help promote amateur radio. All in this latest communication from the IARU Well worth it read amateur radio bands to be used for London 2012 Games. Ofcom has published an updated spectrum plan for wireless communications at the London 2012 Games. Frequencies in a number of bands allocated on a secondary basis to the amateur service will be used at Olympic venues. Amongst them are 70cm, 23cm and 13cm bands. Regarding the 430MHz band, the plan says the 430-440MHz band is managed by the MOD and is used by radio amateurs. Ofcom notes Raynet's support for the St John's Ambulance, Red Cross and other similar users, as well as amateur special event stations for cultural events linked to the London 2012 Games. At past games, amateur radio bands, especially 430 to 440 MHz, have been used and this remains a possibility for the London 2012 Games if demand requires it. With regard to the Amateur Satellite Service, the document says we do not think it will be necessary to use the frequency bands allocated to the Amateur Satellite Service but will retain the option to consider whether there is a requirement to use them as we develop our venue-specific spectrum plans. A final version of the plan will be published early in 2012. Felix, VK4FUQ, will have more on rodeo and the 2012 Games, still to come in this edition of the WIA National News. October 8, and those who are wintering over at the Amundsen-Scott South Pole Station were experiencing a typical day for their climate, a day in the minus 70s. Yes, you heard right, 70 below zero degrees Fahrenheit. But though the day was indeed frigid six men and two women at Amundsen-Scott's, didn't feel the cold as they were too excited, or maybe just a touch nervous, knowing they were going to be the first amateur radio licence exam session ever held at the South Pole. KJ6CEY sentenced for jamming police. An amateur radio operator from San Jacinto, California, has admitted making a series of transmissions threatening the lives of local police officers and fire department personnel has learned her fate. Amateur Radio Newsline's Bruce Tennant, K6PZW, has the details.
4: On Friday, October 8, 29-year-old Irene Levy, KG6CEY, pleaded guilty to seven charges, including interference to the Hemet, California Police and the Riverside County Fire Department. A judge in the city of Murrieta sentenced her to probation and gave her credit for the time she spent in jail since her arrest last spring. She was also ordered to undergo psychiatric care. As previously reported here on Amateur Radio Newsline, last May 3rd, police closed in on KG6CEY just seconds after she made a final transmission on a Hemet police frequency using a commercial HT. Investigators from the Hemet Police Department as well as Cal Fire said that the unauthorized, random transmissions were made from Levy's mobile home in San Jacinto. Her radio transmissions, which included bomb threats, were monitored on frequencies used by the Hemet Police and the Riverside County Fire Department, and that they went beyond nuisance calls. At that time, Hemet Police Sergeant Mark Richards was quoted by the Press Enterprise newspaper in Riverside as saying that Levy disguised her voice as a man and made references to the deaths of police and firefighters and made bomb threats. He said that some of the transmissions came during a CAL FIRE search and rescue call, a major traffic accident, and a brush fire. Richard's report says that the transmissions began May 1st and ended in the early morning hours of May 3rd. He said in the report that the direction-finding equipment had helped locate Levy, who, in one of her transmissions on May 2nd, suggested, quote, police would never find her, unquote. Richard's report said that during the raid on her trailer, police seized 11 radios, seven scanners, radio frequency lists, computer equipment, and other miscellaneous radio gear. He says in the report they also seized Levy's technician-class amateur radio license, showing it had been issued in September 2009. On her now-removed QRZ.com bio page, Irene Levy had claimed to have a General Mobile radio service license, but the call sign attached to it is actually registered to her husband, Michael Levy, KE6ALV. She had also claimed to have monitored the Keller Peak repeater as well as Hemet repeaters. Levy also said in that now-gone QRZ bio, she was active on Citizens Band radio prior to getting married and described herself as a CB'er at heart. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Bruce Tenet K6PZW in Los Angeles.
3: But Irene Levy's problems may be far from over. At this point, the FCC has not yet entered into the matter. If it does and decides to cite KJ6CEY, she could face a fine, a license suspension, or even a hearing to determine if she should be permitted to continue as an FCC amateur radio licensee. A Christchurch, New Zealand man who ran a hobby radio station has been fined $4,000 and had his equipment confiscated after boosting his transmitter power to a level that interfered with air traffic control. According to the news reports from Down Under, Jeffrey Knowles operated low-power non-commercial radio station Sounds FM, which has now been shut down. When it was on the air, it legally broadcast music during the day and streamed BBC programs at night to the Shirley, Papanui, and Parkland suburbs in Christchurch. And in the past, it had earned Knowles a Community Service Award board. Now, the 48-year-old Knowles has admitted to Christchurch District Court he interfered with the air traffic control radio frequency. This by broadcasting with excessive power using equipment that had a fault with its overall frequency stability. Knowles also admitted to a charge under the New Zealand Radio Communications Act of transmitting outside the terms of his license. As a result, his broadcasts caused the closure of an air traffic frequency for 24 hours last February by interfering with transmissions between aircraft and the control tower. Under New Zealand law, Knowles' station is permitted to run as a low-power. Our FM hobby station, but in making its case, government prosecutors argued he had increased the power to reach up to 45,000 listeners. The New Zealand Radio Broadcasters Association reported to the court that they were losing advertising revenue because of Knowles' a station taking potential listeners away from commercial stations. Defense counsel Clayton Williams said Knowles accepted the equipment was faulty and did not oppose it being forfeited. He did, however, dispute the concerns about the amount of power used. In rendering his decision, Judge Gary McCaskill said Knowles had been warned that his broadcasting gear was faulty but had done nothing about it. He then imposed a fine of $4,000 as well as court costs of $130 and a solicitor's fee of $250. It's unknown if Knowles will appeal. And while a version of this story circulated on the internet blogs identified Knowles as being a ham radio operator, a check of licenses shows that this is not the case. Mac McCormick, WB4MAK of Atlanta, Georgia, has made available a web-based 80, 40, and 20-meter SDR-based receiver. We gave it a try from the Newsline office. Its tuning is very responsive, and the first station we came across on 20 meters turned out to be a guest operator at the ARRL headquarters station, w one aw in Newington, Connecticut. Take a listen.
5: W5CJB, uh, my wife's initial, this is W1AW, the handle is Dick, Denmark, India, Charlie King, go ahead. Roger, Roger Dick, the name is Jim. Juliet India Mike, from San Antonio, Texas. You got a good signal coming in here. Okay, uh, Jim, fine business. Uh, you're about an F2 here. Uh, not a lot of strong signals, but uh, uh, we are copying you 100%, over. Roger, roger. Okay, we'll let you get back to others. We we're trying to get a hold of you. Thanks for coming back to us. Jim. good day. W5CJB, San Antonio, number three.
3: We also heard W1AW contacting W6RO on board the Queen Mary Ocean Liner that's stocked in Long Beach, California. But due to band conditions, we only heard the W1AW side of the contact.
5: My business, uh, Larry. Uh, We've talked you folks before from uh, California there. W6RO on the Queen Mary. W1AWM, the handle is
3: here. The WB4MAK SDR receiver can be a handy tool to check out radio propagation to the southeastern United States by anyone with a high speed internet connection. You'll find it online at WB4MAK.com.
0: From the WIA News Hub in Melbourne and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA.
6: Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's worldwide special interest group news. Worldwide special interest groups, females in radio. The Anne Renton Memorial Ladies' Net, this Tuesday. One of the friendliest radio nets in the land, happens this Tuesday evening from 7.30pm on the Townsville VHF repeater, the Anne Renton Memorial Ladies' Net. The net is open to young and old, YL or OM, and is a golden opportunity for anyone who needs practice on air to go on the net as a second operator. So join in to this Tuesday evening net, and let's see if the YLs can outnumber the OMs. Scandinavian Young Lady Radio Amateurs have a contest to promote YL activity around the world as well as to encourage amateur radio communications between women and men. It takes place from 1000 hours UTC on the 23rd of October to 1000 hours UTC on the 24th of October. Worldwide special interest groups military drop shorts Radio amateurs, many radio clubs in southeast London will be operating special event station GB2RA located at the Royal Artillery Museum, Woolwich through to next Sunday the 31st. GB2RA will be mainly on the 40 and 2 metre bands during the museum's opening hours, that is 1000 to 1700 hours. Worldwide special interest groups radio scouting An excellent Jota at SARC. An excellent weekend was enjoyed by those attending last weekend with about 50 scouts and guides and cubs etc who were moved through the system assisted by about 10 or so leaders. Many contacts were enjoyed throughout Australia and overseas. An evening campfire was enjoyed via line with the first Boulder Scouts. The team for Maryborough Electronics and Radio Group Inc., or Merg, enjoyed a great weekend with people attending from the Aldershot Scout Camp for
5: Jota. Between the visit to the camp on Friday and the return of the amateurs on Saturday morning, the forecast storms managed to keep the scouts sleeping under canvas well engaged until after midnight. Some of the activities were learning about codes and making invisible ink. This went well with a short presentation by Ray, VK4TPT, on amateur radio and the use of Morse code. The opening address of the Chief Scout as well as WIA news were broadcast to the camp over the PA system. At the closing parade of the JOTA 2010 Aldershot Camp, the Area Commissioner presented Bob, VK4, FNBL, Ray, VK4, TPT and Jeff, VK4, ZPP with certificates of appreciation. The JOTA cloth badges that the operators received are also great souvenirs. Numbers of participants expressed their interest in obtaining the Scout Radio Operator badge. This needs an amateur radio licence. For WIA National News, I'm Jeff VK4ZPP. This JOTA, there are
6: 1,013 separate contacts from 335 different stations to the JOTA 365 Conference. These were some, only some of the VK Jota stations on Echolink, but it does give a flavour of who was using the system. They had VK1BP, VK2SAQ, VK2SNR, VK3FCWA, VK3FOOT, VK4AW, VK5ARC, VK6DSL, VK7KL and VK8DA. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio, Brigade After New Recruits, Murphys Creek Fire Brigade in VK4 may face cutbacks to their fleet of three fire trucks if no new recruits are signed soon. Many will remember the horror of the numerous fires in the area, formerly known as Gatton Shire in 2002, where more than 1,000 firefighters Battle blazes that lasted for nearly two weeks. Now, due to changes in legislation, rural fire brigades such as Murphy's Creek are being forced to recruit more volunteers or lose assets. Hopefully they'll get a lot of young blokes who are the lifeblood of the brigade, and they are particularly after support members who can help with radio communications. To find out about the positions at Murphys Creek Station, go to wia.org.au and read the text edition of this week's news broadcast. Well, that's all I have for you this week. And a reminder to send your stories, your news stories, to the WIA National News Service. Record audio if you can as well. It really is appreciated. And if you have any stories for the website, please send them to webmaster at wia.org.au and include a photograph for the news release as well. Thanks again. That's all for this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from
5: Melbourne. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. I'm Jeff VK4ZPP, from the Gimpy Communications and Electronics Group. In the Gimpy region, you can hear the news on 146.800 and 146.850 MHz at 9am. On the WIA national news, a bit of a look at
1: intruders and also a teaser of Charlie VK2 ZXZ's Bucks Night. On the intruder scene, a new customer service from Television New Zealand. From the 1st of September this year, Television New Zealand Limited has chosen to take on responsibility for dealing with interference affecting reception of their analogue television broadcasts. The Ministry of Economic Development's Radio Spectrum Management branch will no longer provide an interference location service for those broadcasts which will cease as a result of the digital switchover during 2013. Radio Uganda on 7195kHz, latest results reported by 5Z4NU. After approaches by Bill 5X1JM, the Uganda Communications Commission has informed Radio Uganda they are not permitted to use 7195kHz. However, the station has continued to use it so far, and it may be a little time before they do move out. At least the point has been made and action initiated by the authorities. Good news is that Uganda amateurs have been authorised by UCC to use the band 7100 through to 7200 kHz. PLT interference to the fire service band Nige Golf 7 CNF has produced a video showing the effects of a high speed power line adapter, a PLA, on frequencies used by the UK fire service. Following the discovery of the interference to the 4-metre amateur band by these PLT adapters, he checked on the band used by the UK Fire Service. The result is in the video. Unlike the other emergency services, the fire service in the UK still uses analogue radio on 71 MHz, and particularly Portuguese listeners use this for signs of sporadic e-radio wave propagation. When they hear the UK fireman, they know the 4-metre amateur band is open. Police raid silences Mexican community radio station. Southgate News are reporting that a group signing themselves Reporters Without Borders, alleged police and judicial authorities in Mexico raided Radio Proletaria, a community radio station in which arrests were made and the station summarily dismantled. The raid was carried out at night by around 30 armed and masked members of the police and the State Attorney General's office. Six people are said to have been arrested, broadcast equipment seized, reducing it to silence. The RWP North Southgate gave any indication as to why the raid took place. The WIA National News, the Q News Workbench, the Nuts and Volts Report. As we said, VK2 ZXZ Charlie's Bucks Night. Alrighty, that subject line might get you excited, but this guy has built a receiver that really did cost him just a buck a buck's worth of parts out of his junk box. It covers so far 80 through to 20 metres and is still working on how far he can stretch it and it receives SSB, CW and AM. Now this rig will never be your main rig, it's just a novelty but it is a blast. If you have a junk box and an hour to kill one night, give it a go. And we've asked Charlie, he's gotten back to us and hopefully next week we'll have a little more info from Charlie and his Buck-A-Night
0: radio. You're listening to WIA National News on most amateur bands throughout New South Wales from VK2WI Sydney and affiliate relay stations. For details of frequencies, visit www.arnsw.org.au.
7: I'm Felix VK4FUQ and this is Operational News. Let's look at the contest calendar remaining this year. Dateline 2010, November 20 and 21, WIA Spring VHF UHF Field Day. October 23 WIA National Field Day, that's this weekend. Actually October is a pretty weird and wonderful month. It has five Fridays, five Saturdays and five Sundays all in one month. This happens only once in 823 years. Happening for the 30th time in 30 years was the Alara contest held on the 29th and 30th of August 2010. Some of the highlight results are Catherine, VK4GH, top overall, top phone, top VK4, Alara member, Pam, VK4PTO. Leonie, VK2FHRK, top foundation licensee, top VK2, Alara member. Pat, VK3OZ, top VKYLCW, top VK3, Alara member. Nora, VK5NYD, top VK5, Alara member. Anne, VK7BYL, top VK7, Alara member. And Linda G0AJJ Top DXYL. Special event stations, repeater, beacon, DX, and net advice. Some VK4 nets available. Monday evening Mackay Club Net VK4WIM Net Control 3597 kHz from 0930 Hours Zulu. Tuesday evening Radar Net VK4WIR Net Control 3613 kHz from 0930 Hours Zulu. Wednesday evening Gold Coast VK4WIG Net Control. 3605 kilohertz from 0930 hours Zulu. Thursday evening Harvey Bay VK 4 CHB net control. 3615 kHz from O seven thirty hours Zulu. Friday evening Central Highlands Club VK four WCH net control. 3618 kHz ten hundred hours Zulu. Amateur radio special event B V one hundred Taiwan. Amateur radio operators from the Republic of China Taiwan Centenary Foundation will be activating Special Event Station bv one hundred until december thirty first, twenty eleven. Activity is to celebrate the one hundredth anniversary of the Republic of China, Taiwan. Operations will be on all bands and modes. Complete details on an operating schedule and how to earn a BV one hundred award is available when you read this week's text edition on WIA.org.au Finally, MediaWatch. London 2012 Olympics radio station de-cued. Media regulator Ofcom is pulling the plug on a London-only digital station project which had been planned for the Games. It would appear that it has been disqualified due to lack of interest. Ofcom said it had expected demand for the new radio service to be particularly high during the Olympics and Paralympics. The regulator said it has received just 10 responses to its appeal for preliminary expressions of interest, a number of which were not suitable and did not meet its digital-only requirements. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham.
0: From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1WIA. Alrighty, just
1: about the end of the news, and seeing detention seems to be a, a no-no word here in VK these days. We won't uh, keep you in. No detention for you. We'll let you get away a little bit earlier. OK, rewind. On October 31 this year, Capitol Stage Broadway will present radio's single most famous broadcast. The cast will tell the story exactly as it was told by Orson Welles and his Mercury Theatre on the air over 70 years ago. The true power of live storytelling made itself known on Halloween Eve in 1938, when a story told over the radio terrified a nation. Adapted for radio by Howard Kosh and starring Orson Welles, War of the Worlds was presented as a Halloween thriller. But for those who tuned in late, normal programming appeared to be interrupted with the startling news there were explosions occurring on planet Mars. Reports followed stating that a huge flaming object had fallen to Earth on a farm near Grover's Mill, New Jersey. More landings were soon reported and an anxious radio audience came to the frightening, if incorrect, conclusion that Earth was the target of a full-scale invasion by aliens. Such is the power of radio. On the social scene, October 24, that's today, VK3 Ballarat Hamvention at the Ballarat Greyhound Racing Club. November 7, VK5 Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest, Rosa Street, Goodwood. November 13, in VK4, the Gold Coast Hamfest, Albert Waterways Hall, Broadbeach at 8.30am. November 14, VK4 President's Lunch at Rockhampton. And December 5, sorry, December 4, VK7 Central Highlands Hamfest, all righty, till next we meet. I'm Graham VK for Baker Baker. Walk softly.
0: In the nation's capital with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in.
4: VK1WIA. We've reported, you decide.